Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast with Steve Gordon. Welcome to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. I'm your host, Steve Gordon, and in today's episode, we're talking with Tom Hegna. Tom is an author, he's a speaker, he's an economist, and uh, uh, Tom, I, I'm looking at your bio. You've done all sorts of things over the years. You want to give us kind of a high-level overview of your background and your experience? Sure. So I'm originally from a small town in Minnesota. I went to college at North Dakota State University on an Army ROTC scholarship. I was commissioned in the military. I spent six years active duty, 16 and a half years reserve. I retired as lieutenant colonel in 2006. Uh, I've been in the insurance industry for about 30 years. I was with MetLife for eight years. I was an agent, a manager, and a national marketing manager. Uh, I was with New York Life for 15 years. I started as uh, an annuity wholesaler and kind of worked my way up to being one of the top 50 officers in the company, a senior executive officer. And then I went out on my own about five and a half years ago, and I've written four books. Uh, I have a PBS TV special that's played in over 50 million homes in the U.S. and Canada. And my specialty is really retirement income and teaching people the optimal way to retire. Because right now, if they ask 50 different advisors how they should retire, they're going to get 50 different opinions. But there aren't 50 optimal ways to retire. There's one optimal way to retire. And that's what I focus on. And that's what I do every single day. Yeah, that's fantastic. I know just uh, for folks listening, a little bit of background on how um, how you kind of came into to our world. Uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, he's a client of ours, John Curry, uh, who was actually on the, the podcast uh, a number of weeks ago. So, so so folks listening may know that name. And, uh, you know, about probably about five years ago, John gave me a copy of your book, uh, your uh, maybe in your first book, Paychecks and Playchecks. And I read that and it was like opened my eyes to an entirely new approach to kind of funding your life, um, especially your life after working. So I'm excited to, to spend a little bit of time and, and talk with you about uh, all the, the wisdom that you've got to share. So before we get into that, I really, you've been doing this for a long time. And uh, I know like most people who have built businesses and, and had successful careers, you've had to power through some things. There have been roadblocks. There have been things that have been thrown in front of you that you just had to work through. What are some of the mindsets and maybe the habits or frameworks that you use to get through when uh, things get tough in business? Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously every day as an entrepreneur, you have roadblocks, but I've had three major events in my life that, that really shaped me. And I've learned this in life. You go up and you go down and you go up and you go down and you go up and you go down. But what's happened for me is every one of my ups has been higher and every one of my downs has been higher. And so I, I think by getting your heart broken a few times and I had my heart broken three big times in the army uh, at MetLife and at New York Life. And I think once you can power through that and you find that your source of power is within and it's not with other people, um, you can power through anything. Yeah, I think I think that's that's really key. Um, you know, we've all kind of been knocked down from time to time. And one of the things that I take real strength from is looking back and seeing, hey, OK, we've been here before when it happens and we did, you know, the X, Y and Z to get through it. Well, let's let's move forward and and, and uh, pick up the pieces and, and go again. Um, so and I know you work with advisors uh, all over the country and, and you help them in a lot of different ways. What are some of the things that you see that as it's a tough business? I mean, we work with a lot of our clients are, are financial advisors 
And uh, I always joke, the hardest thing in the world to sell is life insurance. You know, nobody wants to talk about it, right? Because you got to yeah. talk about death. What are some of the things that, that uh, you help them with to, to move forward and, and get over those hurdles? Well, I'm all about words, language, questions, and stories. See, a lot of people think this is a knowledge business. I got news for you. This is not a knowledge business anymore. You give me an iPad, the internet, 15 minutes, I can figure out anything I need to figure out. This is now a words business. This is a language business. This is a questions business, and this is a stories business. So if advisors could work on their words, their language, their questions, their stories, they could be so much more powerful when they get in front of a person. But having said all that, this business is a very simple business. It's not an easy business, but it's a very simple business. And when people say, Tom, you know, how do I, what, what do I need to do? I say, let me make it as simple as I can. See the people, see the people, see the people. Those are the <laughs> production. And when I sit down with a new advisor, I say, look, I could, you tell me how much you want to make. I'll tell you exactly what you got to do to do it. You want to make $50,000 a year? You got to see at least one person face to face every single day and you can make $50,000 a year. Now, I wouldn't do this business for $50,000 a year. I'd rather change tires at discount tire for 50,000 a year, but if you want to, that's how you do it. You wanna make 100,000 in this business, you gotta get in front of two people face to face every single day. And if you wanna make 150, 253, you gotta get in front of three to five people face to face every day. Now that sounds easy. When you tell that to the person, that's all I gotta do, I gotta get in front of three people every day, I can make 150 grand. That's all you got to do, but it's a lot harder than what it sounds like. Yeah, of course it is. Um, and, and that's specifically what we help most of our clients with. You know, they know what to do. They know it's about seeing the people, but it's how do I do that? How do I get them in front of me? How do I get somebody to listen who's being bombarded by 50 other people saying the same thing, maybe with a different, you know, a different answer to the question, but, but essentially selling the same thing. Uh, not to mention the fact that now you can go to 1-800-NO-HELP and, and buy just about uh, any type of financial product you want. So uh, it's a challenging time for sure. Well, I found something that really does work. I believe seminar selling really does work. And I, I compare a one-on-one -on -one appointment and a seminar to a, to, a, to a rifle and a machine gun. Like <laughs> you can shoot a rifle, that's one at a time, or you can do a machine gun and you can blast out oh, 50, 100, 100 people at once. And the thing I like about seminars, here's what I like. You get to have an hour in front of people to present the entire case. See, if everybody knew the entire case about life insurance, annuities, long-term care, they would all buy it. But what happens is you get a one-on-one -on -one appointment and say, well, I heard Ken Fisher says he, he doesn't like annuities, or I heard that life insurance is a ripoff, or my daddy never liked life insurance, or I don't believe in life insurance. And then you wind up going down these rat holes and, and, and you can never present the case because you're answering this objection, that objection, this objection. The thing I love about seminars is I can lay out the entire case. And when I'm done, and I base all my stuff on mathematical, scientific, and economic facts. When I get done, there's not a disbeliever in that room. And so that's why I'm a big believer in seminar selling. And then from there, referrals. You got to get warm leads and referrals because the cold calling and the mailing and the emailing, it doesn't work as well. The last tip I would get is social media. Now, I was never a believer in social media. You got to understand, the whole time I was at New York Life, I didn't have, I wasn't on LinkedIn, I wasn't on Facebook, I wasn't on anything. And when I went out on my own, my brother-in-law said, hey, you really got to get on this social media thing. I go, what What the heck do I need that for? I don't need that. Because in corporate America, people in corporate America don't like social media because it gets them in trouble. They post something, they get yelled at, they get fired, they get terminated. So people in corporate America don't like social media. But if you're on your own, 
It's a lifeblood. And I have literally built a multi-million dollar business on social media. And I didn't even know anything about it. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm authentically me. And that's the other thing that I would say throughout all my ups and downs. There were times I got, was given a choice to become some corporate buttoned up perfect person or I could be me. And every time I pick being me. And you know what? I'm the best me on this planet. And I'm not perfect by any means. And that's why I didn't always get along with corporate America because I'm not politically correct. They didn't like what I said. They didn't like what I did. They know, you know, it's okay. I was me. And what's interesting is that my last company, they gave everybody this book. It's called Why Should Anybody Be Led By? And then they printed your name on there. And this was all about being authentic and that leaders are authentic. Well, I'm here to tell you, corporate America, no matter what, what books they hand out, no matter what they say, they do not want authentic. They want corporate buttoned up. You know, you can't say this, can't do this, can't do this, can't do this. That's not me. And so I am in the right place right now because I stuck by myself and I said, I'm going to be me and I'm going to be the best me. And I'm not going to try to be like that person. I'm not going to try to be like that person. I learn from others, but I take it and I make it all my, the way I do it because I found that's if I'm authentic, if I'm real, if I'm the real me, that's the best me I can be. That's fantastic advice. We're going to take a real quick break. We're going to be right back with more from Tom Hegna. Hi, this is Steve. I hope you're enjoying this interview. We've got more to come in a minute, but what I'd love for you to do right now is rate this podcast. Leave us a review, rate us on iTunes. It'll really help others discover the podcast and help us help other CEOs, other business leaders become unstoppable. So if you go to unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes, you can find instructions there and links that will take you right to where you need to go to review the podcast. Thanks so much. Now back to the interview. All right, we're back with Tom Hegna. Tom, um, thank you for sharing that that last little bit of advice. Um, I think authenticity is probably the, that word's thrown, look, that word's thrown around way too much these days and to the point that maybe some people don't understand what it means, but I think you described it probably more clearly than I, I've heard it in a long time. And it's all about being you and being who you are. Um, I can tell you, you're all over my LinkedIn feed. So whatever you're doing on, on social media is working and, and, uh, and it, you come through. And so congratulations on, on finding that, that authentic way to, to, uh, get the message out there. Um, you mentioned something about seminar marketing, uh, in the previous segment. I, I think it's it's hugely important, not just for advisors, but really for all businesses. It's a fantastic way to get in front of your prospects. And, and as you said, you can lay out the whole case, but more important than that, you're standing at the front of that room. And when you're standing at the front of that room, it's very different. It might be the same type of room that you're in with four walls and a door where you're one-on-one -on -one with somebody, but when you're one-on-one -on -one and that's the exposure they have, you're a salesman. Mm -hmm. When you're in front of that room, you're an authority. You're someone that they have come there to be educated by. And immediately, because you change that dynamic, you're more believable. You're more credible. And that's one of the reasons we're big believers in it. And, uh, and I appreciate you bringing that up. I think it's a fantastic way to sell. 
And the other thing is, see, I don't sell any financial products, so I'm no longer a financial advisor at all. I'm a speaker, author, full-time. And when, when advisors bring me in to do the seminar, what's powerful is they say, look, Tom doesn't sell any financial products. Tom doesn't work for any one company. I got no horse in the game if anybody in there buys anything. I, I really don't care. I mean, I do, but I don't care. What I'm trying to do is lay out the math and science and show them how they should retire. And what I end up doing is I create buyers. I create buyers because I'm not selling anything. I'll sell a book in the back of the room, but I'm not selling any product. And so, you know, the, the, the advisors can do the seminars themselves. That works. Or they can bring in somebody like me to do it. Or there's another way to do a seminar. And that is as an advisor, you go speak at the Rotary Club or at the Lions Club or at the Foreign Legion Club. They, they all got meetings and they all need speakers. And that's a way that the room is filled. You don't have as much control. You don't get to pick how long you get. You don't get to always pick the subject, but you get in front of a room full of people. I mean, and then it's about practice. You know, I've done now probably 5,000 seminars. I think I've done more seminars than anyone else I know in the industry. So I've learned a lot over those years, but that takes time too. Sure, yeah, it does. Yeah, I've always uh, told our clients when they're looking for places to speak, you mentioned all these, all the civic groups. The guy that has the job to line up the speakers in that group has got the worst job right. in the group. He was the one that went to the bathroom when they were picking positions and he got right. plugged in there, right? Um, and if you find that guy, he, you're doing him a favor by giving him a, a speaker and, and a good solid topic. So it's a lot easier than a lot of people think. Well, and, and one other thing I would say there, when you go in there, don't try to sell something. Teach them about how to maximize their social security benefits. Teach them how to take longevity risk off the table. Teach them about the risks in retirement or something that can apply to everyone. They'll know what you do. And if they like the, your style, they're gonna say, hey, I got, I got this situation. What would you do with somebody like this? And they're talking about themselves. So I wouldn't just go in there and try to sell life insurance annuities and long-term care, but I would, I would go in and, and, and give them value. Absolutely. So Tom, what's going on in your world right now that you're most excited about? What's happening in business? Well, you know what? I'm teaming up with some people. I'm doing some teaming work that I'd never done before. And I'll give you a couple examples. Um, I've teamed up with this company called Army 360. They're a group that can fill the room with seminars. And so, um, this George Villar, he's been around for many, many years, and he's probably one of the best at filling the rooms for seminars. His big frustration is that he'll fill the room, and then an advisor gets up there, and they're a terrible presenter, and they don't sell anything, and they say, oh, that really sucked. Those people weren't any good, when really it was the presentation that lacked. Mm -hmm. And so now we're bringing my presentation available so that advisors can use my seminar, the same seminar deck that I use that's based in math and science. They can watch how I present it, they can personalize it, then they can do it, or they can bring me in and actually do the seminar. So that's one teaming method. I partnered up with another uh, lady, uh, Ann Cohen, who only works with uh, State Farm agents and has her whole career, and I work a lot with State Farm as well. And we've put together an entire workshop on how to increase life insurance sales. And we're taking that around the country where these State Farm agents and team members are registering. They have to pay to attend. It's not free. They have to pay to attend. But we do a, a bang-up job on how to increase their life insurance sales. And so I'm teaming up with other key people in the country, and that seems to be working really well. That's fantastic. Well, Tom, how can people find you if they want to find out more about what you're doing? Oh, pretty easy. TomHegna.com. Uh, you can look for me on YouTube. I got a lot of free videos on YouTube. I've got online training and coaching that they can subscribe to. Uh, my phone number is real simple, 855-TOM-HEGNA. 
and so they can do that. Uh, and I'm on Amazon and anywhere that you can. It's pretty hard not to find me if you really want to. <laughs> Very good. Hey, thanks so much for being on the podcast today. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Unstoppable CEO Podcast. Help others discover this show. Leave a review and rating on iTunes at unstoppableceo.net forward slash iTunes.